Hi, friends. Glad you could be with me today as we continue to study God's Word together in the Unfolding Word ministry. We're in the midst of a study of 1 John, that first epistle of John. We're in the third chapter, and today I want to pick up our reading in verses 16 to 18. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. As you remember, in this portion of the third chapter of 1 John, we've been looking at some contrast between those who are children of God and those who, by default, are children of the enemy children of the devil. Contrast, the chapter began by talking about the amazing wonder of being made a child of God, to be entering into God's very family, which is ours in response to our repentance and faith in the gospel. In verses 11 to 15, we were examining a lesson in contrast between the children of God who reflect Abel's response to God, and the children of the enemy who reflect Cain's response to God, which of course all builds out of Genesis chapter 4. That section ended with a discussion of love and agape. Let me read that verse to you, which is a preceding one, verse 15. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Agape love is the issue. Uh, it's the word translated love in the verses I read to you today, verses 16 to 18. The question is, do we feel love, agape love, and that's 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love, selflessness uh, in terms of definition, but are we feeling that kind of love, that agape, toward brothers in Christ? How do we feel, in other words, toward those who are redeemed, toward those who are saved? Do we have agape toward them, or do we instead have anger and animosity, the kinds of feelings that Cain had, as we were looking at it, toward Abel, the contrast between being accepted by God and not being accepted by God, created an intolerable frustration for Cain, and he took it out. Uh, on his brother Abel. The issue that we're looking at here is that hatred toward hatred or agape toward the redeemed proves the family that we're a part of. In John chapter 15 verse 19 it says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you're not of the world, I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. In other words, once we come to know Christ, We've been chosen out of the world. We've been made children of God. And therefore, we're not of the world anymore. And those that have refused to come to the gospel, those who have refused to bow the knee before Christ, are frustrated with us, having animosity toward us in the same way they had anger and hatred toward Christ. Now, today, in these verses 16 to 18, we learn more about this agape love, which is meant to be characterizing the brothers and sisters in Christ as they respond to one another. And we learn an important truth about it. And that is that the ultimate demonstration, the ultimate definition, therefore, 
of what agape love is all about was seen in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In verse 16, it puts it this way, by this we know love, yet he laid down his life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Christ's example is the best way for us to understand what agape is all about, what real love, therefore, is all about. He says, by this we know love. Uh, the Greek word as a form of nosko, which means uh, experientially. By this we can see fleshed out. Uh, we can see a demonstration of what agape is all about when we examine the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the love chapter, talking about agape love, is fleshed out in the Gospels because there we see in practice how the Lord Jesus Christ loved other people. And therefore, the point is that if we're a little confused about what it means to love, uh, have agape, all we need to do is study the Lord Jesus Christ as the scripture reveals him to us. And we will then have a much better understanding and practice of how agape is supposed to work out. Now, two issues related to this that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, number one, understand that when it says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. In other words, by this we know love, by looking at Jesus' example. Understand that it is the word of God, not our own conjecture, that defines agape. What do I mean by that? The only way we know how Jesus actually lived is by the gospel records. That's what we read, and we can see how he dealt with people. We can see what he stood for. We can see how selflessness was expressed. Why do I emphasize that? Well, because I find many people say, well, I want to live like Jesus, but when they try to flesh it out, basically in their own minds, they're trying to think, well, what would Jesus do in this situation? <laughs> well, that's the wrong way to do it, because you can come up with a lot of things that might seem loving to you that actually the Bible says are things you're not supposed to do. <laughs> Christ obeyed the word at all points, and yet he was loving at all points. So if we want to understand what it means to love in a way that pleases God with agape, we have to be biblical in our response to people. A number of years ago, there was a, a kind of a fad with what was called the WWJD tag. What would Jesus do? In other words, that's what that stood for. And well. The intent was perhaps good that we would then try to be better in dealing with our fellow man. The problem was most people did not turn to the scriptures to see what Jesus would do. They just simply tried in their minds to conjecture, well, how would Jesus handle things? Sometimes they would have been right. Sometimes they weren't right because they didn't have a solid foundation. When it says we know what love is all about when we think of Jesus, it means we study what he said and we see how he lived. And that tells us what agape love is. But secondly, there's another point I want to make on this, and that is that Jesus Christ, while in point of fact, he is how we know how to live with love, with agape love toward other people. Understand, he did not primarily come into this world to give us an example to follow. He's a good example, yes. But that's not why he came. Uh, many and uh, more liberal parts of what's called Christianity 
uh, emphasize that, well, Jesus was really setting us an example to follow, and that's what Christianity is. You just try to follow Jesus' example. Listen, the whole point of the cross was that you and I can't follow his example, certainly not adequately enough. Then we're going to stumble, we're going to sin, and we'll still be faced with separation from God. Jesus Christ came not primarily to set an example, although he did. He came to die for our sin, to pay what we could never pay, so that you and I as sinners and separated from God could be brought back into right relationship with God. We gain a lot of insight about how to live and what love is all about when we look at Christ's life in the Gospels. But we have to keep reminding ourselves he did not come primarily to be an example. He came to die. Think of how he puts it in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 puts it this way. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, in of whom I am the foremost. <laughs> the essence of what agape was all about is seen in the cross of Christ, him giving his life for us, providing a solution to our sin. We want to understand agape? Remind ourselves of what Jesus did, came to those that didn't deserve it, died on the cross for those who didn't deserve it, to create a way of salvation forgiveness for those who don't deserve it. Our task is to repent and believe, to trust in what he has done. I was thinking of this expression of agape in the picture of agape. He says in John 10, uh, 10 11, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 3.16, that classic verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5.8, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came to die. And in the giving of his life for those that really didn't deserve it, he was becoming the ultimate expression, the ultimate picture, the ultimate definition of what agape love was all about. Well, there's more to see here as we begin to understand and practice how agape love is intended by God to work out in the life of the believer. Join me tomorrow as we continue to study this together. God bless.